first ever episode of Fire on Ice, a Kamloops Blazers hockey podcast. I'm your host, Logan Penny, and I'm looking forward to launching this show. Basically what it's going to be, it's going to be a post-game analysis podcast for the Kamloops Blazers of the WHL, my favorite team. Uh, what, can you, what can you expect from this show is after every game, I'm going to be recording a about 15-30 minute episode, basically a post-game show, breaking down what happened in the game, previewing the next games, stuff like that. And then on top of that, I will be doing a basically a weekly episode on top of that that'll be more long form. That's where you'll have uh, guests on, be doing interviews, doing some other topics from around the league and the, ho- and the hockey world. So even if you aren't a Blazers fan, there's definitely something here for you. I hope you guys will enjoy. So without further ado, let's break down what this weird COVID season is going to look like. On March 1st, the WHL announced that they finally, after months of waiting and uncertainty, they finally got approval from the BC government to have a season in the BC division. But they announced it was going to be a 24-game season, pretty much developmental, no plans for playoffs yet, we're still hoping, but a 24-game season, a March 26th start date, and games out of two hub cities in Kamloops and Kelowna. The Blazers, uh, Giants, and Cougars will be playing out of Kamloops. Royals and Rockets will be playing out of the Kelowna. uh, Every team would play each other six times. Very limited travel, only traveling, obviously, to Kamloops and Kelowna. Uh, There'd be weekly testing out of a company out of Edmonton. So far, so good. We are four days out, and there hasn't been any positive tests other than a staff member on Kelowna, so fingers crossed there. There would be screening for players, billets, team staff officials, and all games would be streamed on the brand new WHL Live on CHL TV app, which I recommend. It's it's a great app. I've I've used it to watch some of the East games and some of the some of the B the US games. And it's good. It's uh, only sixty bucks for the season, and twenty four hour pass is six ninety nine. And the first game of the season for each team would be free which is nice. Nice they've done that. So before diving into our season preview for this year, let's have a look at how the team did last year. Last year, the team was awesome. They finished first in the division, fifth in the league total with 86 points, a record of 41 wins, 18 losses, and four OT losses with 271 goals for up near the top of the league in both those categories, which is very impressive. Now, some notable standouts from last season, obviously, was um, the top line. Connor Zary, Zane Franklin, and Oren Santazo combined for an outstanding 258 points last year in a shortened 63-game season. That's that's pretty crazy. Uh, Dylan Garand was one of the best goalies in the league last year, posting in 42 games a 2.21 goals against average and a 921 save percentage. And Logan Stankoven tied the rookie goal scoring record franchise last year with 29 goals. Now moving on to this season, let's have a look at who's not here this year. Some of the departing players from last season. Starting off, we have 20-year-old this year Brody Stewart. Was definitely in line to take one of the 20 spots. For, he's a forward centerman. Easily could have been one of the 20s this year, but unfortunately, I believe he tore his meniscus during off-season training and was going to be in line to miss the the whole season pretty much so they ended up giving his spot to he didn't end up getting one of the 20 spots basically but nice gesture by the Blazers first class organization they ended up giving him a assistant coaching job for the year so he will still be around for the rest of the season be allowed to be around his friends teammates all around nice thing they did there big one Zane Franklin one or 20 year olds last year uh just 
what can you say about this team captain leader like fight anybody uh 91 points last year just incredible uh he is now playing with the um allen americans at the echl and doing pretty well there so wish him all the best other 20 year old forward from last year uh ryan hughes who they acquired at earlier last season from saskatoon and was just a huge boost to their power play was an awesome goal scorer last year on that second line had some good chemistry with stewart uh yeah just great all-around player last year another guy tyler carpendale won't be around this year just he's a 20 year old a 2000 just they don't really have the roster spot for him and i feel bad for him last year he was acquired at the trade deadline was injured only got into i believe eight games and was looking to be a contributor on the playoffs looked good in the games he did play but unfortunately season shuts down and that's that's how his career ends it's a sad truth for a lot of these guys another guy riley appelt three-year blazer um really like teammates yeah just good all-around third liner last year uh good penalty killer yeah he'll definitely be missed um also i should reckon hughes is uh didn't end up signing anywhere uh, hopefully he finds somewhere to play same goes with pelt and carpendale wishing you guys all the best in the future uh next up uh kyrell sopatik i'm sure a lot of you guys have heard about this guy uh was in line to be an arguable, probably a top six player for the Blazers this year, but unfortunately it was in a pretty tragic uh, snowboarding accident over the offseason and uh, ended up getting paralyzed from the waist down, I believe. So hoping all the best for him in his recovery and yeah, just terrible, terrible news. I remember hearing about that. So the outpouring of support from the community and hockey in general was great. I believe they raised over 200000 from gofundme just yeah just great guy I, I met him a couple times last year it was just really nice when he hurt his shoulder last year i i, I would see him that's as one of the scratches yeah wishing him all the best in his recovery next up libor zabranski the big czech defenseman they acquired at the deadline last year it was great down the stretch for him uh, i was really looking forward to see what he they were going to be able to do with him in the playoffs um another unfortunate didn't get to see it um he was eligible to come back this year. He's 20 this year, 2000, but uh, he elected to go back home to the Czech, and he's now playing pro over there, and from all accounts, doing pretty well over there. So, and Then the big guy on defense, Max Martin, last year. It was a 20-year-old, a 99. Uh, yeah, he was, he, once they acquired him earlier in the year, just changed the entire team, basically. Um, they went, their power play quarterback, um, yeah, not much else you can say about that guy. He was he was great to watch. Uh, a real leader, too. He'd gone to the finals the year prior in 18-19 with... Um, won a championship with um, Prince Albert. So he brought a lot of a lot of experience that we would have liked to see in the playoffs. Uh, could have really helped out the, the young guys. Uh, Race Ramsey uh, was with the rookie goalie this year, Ethan Dylan Ernst, coming up. Um, just... Fortunately, wasn't room for him. He did fill in very well last year, Ramsey, that is, when uh, Grand got hurt after a collision with uh, Tristan Nielsen on the Giants. But, yeah, just uh, they want, it's a developmental year, so they really want to get in the young guys. So they are elected to go with younger, younger goalie and Ernst. 
Alright, moving on to the new guys here. For this just section here, I'm going to go over the names, uh, where they played last year, and their age. And then when we get into the actual roster preview, we'll go in more in depth. So, starting off on forward, we've got rookie Ty Spencer. Played with the uh, Saskatoon Contacts last year in Midget AAA. We've got Connor Levis, an 04. Played for St. George's School last year, U18. Us uh, on forward again, we've got Fraser Minton, 04 as well, played for West Fan Academy. Uh, Peyton McKenzie, who was acquired for a sixth-round pick from Moose Jaw, he's an 02 forward. Uh, Logan Berrios on D. And one more forward, Vaughn Waterot, 04, played for the Battleford Stars last year in Saskatchewan. Uh, on D, we've got Logan Berrios, who played for the Saskatoon Contacts of AAA. On D, the first-round pick last year, Caden Hamill. An 05, played for West Van Academy U15. And Mats Lindgren will be coming in this year as a defense as well, who played last year for the Burnaby Winter Club. And of course, in goalie, we have Dylan Ernst, an 04, who spent last season with the Moose Jaw Warriors U18. Now, on to the roster previous year, starting with the coaches and management. Staff remains the same, as far as I can tell from last year. Head coach back for his second year, Sean Clouston. Joined by assistants, his brother Corey Clouston and Chris Murray and Aaron Keller will both be on the bench. The goalie coach is Dan DePalma. The GM this year, same as last year, is Matt Bardsley. Director of Hockey Ops, Tino Donovan. And trainer, Colin Toledo-Robinson. Now let's get to know your players, your 2020-2021 Kamloops Blazers. Starting with the forwards and team captain, Connor Zeri. Last year in his third season with the Blazers, Connor Zeri put up 86 points in 57 games, good enough for second on the team in scoring. That was good enough to catch the eye of NHL scouts as Connor Zeri would be selected first round, 24th overall by the Calgary Flames in the 2020 NHL draft. He also was able to crack Team Canada's World Junior roster, where in seven games played, mostly as a 13 forward, he finished with two assists and two penalty minutes and was able to take home the silver medal. After that, he was loaned to the Calgary Flames farm team, the Stockton Heat of the AHL, where in nine games, he put up three goals, four assists, and seven points, playing on a line with former Royal center Matthew Phillips. Heading into his final year with the Blazers, Zeri will be allied on to be a leader, both offensively and defensively, as he plays both power play and penalty kill. He is an elite shot, a great playmaking ability, a good two-way game, and also plays with an edge, which can get the better of him sometimes. He's a fast skater. He does have a weird skating stride where he skates very hunched forward, but it doesn't seem to affect him, at least at this level. Overage forward Oren Santazo finished the year second in WHL goal scoring with 44 goals in 63 games. Heading into his final WHL season, he will look to have the same success he did last year riding shotgun on Connor Zeri's wing. He has a deadly shot, especially on the power play, great hands and tight, and will look to lead the Blazers in goals again this year. The only knock to his game is he's on the smaller side at only 5'8". This season, much like Zane Franklin last season, he'll be looking to earn himself a pro contract in either the East Coast Hockey League or the American League. 18-year-old winger Josh Piller will likely be playing with a chip on his shoulder this year after being passed over in the NHL draft last year. Piller, who put up 44 points last year, improved greatly as the season went on. He's a very smart player with great hockey sense and will likely play with an elite center with one of Connor Zary or Logan Stankoven this year. He will need to have a big season this year if he hopes to be drafted in the 2021 NHL Draft. 17-year-old right winger Matthew Semenov was a forward who got better as the season went on last year. Took him a while to establish himself as an everyday player, but by the end was contributing well on the third line. 
In 48 games played, he had 15 points. This season he will be competing, and in my opinion the frontrunner, to take the last top 6 spot on a line with Logan Stankoven. Semenov was the youngest player on the roster last year, and is my pick for the biggest surprise slash improvement player this year. 17 year old center and hometown kid, Logan Stankoven, met and exceeded all expectations last year. In 59 games, he put up 48 points and 29 goals, tying the franchise rookie goal scoring record. This season, which is his draft year, he will be looking to build upon the success he had last year and will be the full-time number two center with the absence of Brody Stewart. He is currently listed at a B-level prospect by NHL Central Scouting and is projected a late first-round pick for the upcoming 2021 draft. Logan is only listed at 5'7", but plays much bigger. He has a very low center of gravity and is very strong on his skates, which allows him to cut through opponent's defense and get to open areas, as well as being very strong on the puck. He is a very fast skater, has a deadly shot, and once Connor Zary is gone next year, will be the number one guy here in Kamloops. 18-year-old, 2003-born forward, Caden Bankier, put up 20 points in 55 games last year. Much like Matthew Semenov, once he got established, which took him a little while, he was a great contributor in the bottom six. This season, he will look to be the Blazers' third-line center, and as Connor Zary leaves next year, will probably move up into the second-line center. He is a good two-way centerman who will likely see time on the penalty kill this year. He is currently listed as a C-level prospect for the NHL draft and will need to play well in order to get drafted given the shortened season. 18-year-old winger Peyton McKenzie was acquired last month from the Moose Jaw Warriors in exchange for a 6th round pick. In 21 games last year for the Moose Jaw Warriors, he only managed one assist, but in 12 games for the AJHL Drumheller Dragons, he managed to put up 4 goals and 9 points, so perhaps there's more offense there. He will have to battle for a bottom 6 spot on the Blazers, but could be a good depth scorer. Also, his older brother Skyler played under GM Matt Bardsley while he was in Portland, so there is some familiarity there with the family. 19-year-old O2-born player Dalen Kiefler forced himself onto the team last year with an unexpected impressive camp. In 47 games, he put up 13 points and provided a much-needed physical element in the bottom six that the team lacked. This season, he will likely be part of an energy line in the Blazers' bottom six, and should take a bigger responsibility on the penalty kill. He will also look to improve on his offense from last year. 18-year-old O2-born center, Reese Belton, only played 32 games last year, managing 5 points. Much of the time, he was a healthy scratch. This season, he will look to establish himself as an everyday player, possibly being a good shutdown line player alongside Dalen Kiefler. At 6'2", he's one of the biggest forwards on the team, and in two games this season with the Portage Terriers of the MJHL, he had 15 penalty minutes, so possibly he's added a physical element to his game. Now moving on to the rookies, starting with 2004-born forward, Connor Levis. Levis was one of the Blazers' first-round picks, 20th overall in the 2019 Bantam Draft. Last year, in 33 games, playing as an underager at St. George's School Midget Prep under 18, he had 26 points. He has a great shot and is, from all accounts, very mature for his age. Out of all the Blazers' 16-year-old rookies, he's the most likely to get a chance in the top six. 2004-born Fraser Mitten was the Blazers' 2019 fourth-round pick in the Bantam Draft, 72nd overall. In 34 games last year for the West Van Academy Prep U18, Minton put up an impressive 61 points in 34 games, including 21 goals. Good for fourth overall in league scoring. While I'm not trying to take away from that impressive point total, he did put up those points playing on a line with first-ever exceptional status player Connor Bedard, who himself put up 84 points in the same 36 games and currently has 10 points in 6 games in his WHL career for the Regina Pats. So the point I'm trying to make or the question I'm trying to ask 
is how many of those points came from Fraser Mitten's skill alone, because it does take a great player to play with great players, and how many of those points were because he's playing with Connor Bedard, who was very clearly too good for that league at the time. Either way, I am very intrigued to see what Fraser Mitten will do this year for the Kamloops Blazers. Winger Ty Spencer was the Blazers' 2019 fourth round, 72nd overall pick in the Bantam Draft. Last season, he put up 24 points in 35 games, playing for the Saskatoon Contacts U18 AAA of the Saskatchewan Midget AAA Hockey League. He also managed to play two games for the Blazers last season while they were on their eastern road swing, putting up zero points in two games. He also looked very good in the preseason last season, putting up two goals in two games, showing off a good shot and some great skating ability. Could be a good third-line scorer for the Blazers this season, and maybe even see some second-line power play unit. At the Max tournament last year, which is a very prestigious midget tournament, he put up three points in four games. 04 forward Vaughn Waldroot was drafted 2019 sixth round 116th overall by the Blazers in the Bantam Draft. In 40 games playing for the Battleford Stars U18 AAA in Saskatchewan, Vaughn Waterroot finished second in team scoring with 31 points. He also put up 58 penalty minutes that season. And this season, in six games playing for the SJHL Yorkton Terriers, in six games he had three points and put up 19 penalty minutes, including a fight with a 20-year-old. I can see him providing energy, grit, and physicality in the bottom six, and not afraid to drop the mitts if he has to, to protect a teammate. I think he'll fit in very well on a line potentially with Dalen Kiefler or Reese Belton. Lastly for the forwards, Dylan Sador, an 03-born forward, who is the son of Daryl Sador, who played 1,200 NHL games, won two Stanley Cups, and won a Memorial Cup with the Kamloops Blazers, and is now the current part owner of the team. His son Dylan put up 37 points in 40 games played for the Thompson Blazers U18 last season, and was named Rookie of the Year and Most Inspirational Player. An undrafted Bantam player, Dylan Sador, attended Blazers training camp in 2019, where he was listed by the team. He will battle for a spot in camp. He also joins former Blazers Nick Chazowski and Matt Needham as playing for the same teams that their dad played for. Alright, moving on to the defense. Up first on defense is assistant captain and fan favorite, Montana Onyabuchi. The overage defenseman is entering his third and final season with the Blazers. In 62 games last season, he put up 7 goals, 13 assists, good for 20 points, with a 92 penalty minutes. This season, Onyabuchi will be playing for a pro contract, likely in the AHL. He attended Calgary's rookie camp last year, so potentially there's a landing spot there, maybe with Zeri. He will be relied on to be a leader on the back end. He's very physical at 6'3", 209, and has 32 fights throughout his four-year WHL career. Montana also has a good shot from the back end and is one of the toughest defensemen in the WHL. Next up is the Blazers' second overage defenseman, Sean Strange. Strange is in the same boat as Onyabuchi. He's a 20-year-old defenseman looking to find a pro spot next year probably AHL, maybe youth sports. He did attend Colorado Avalanche camp in 2018, so there may be a connection there. He's a great shutdown penalty killer who can throw an offense every now and then. Last year, he more than doubled his point totals, going from 8 points in 18-19 to 22 points in 19-20. 19-year-old Quinn Schmeeman was second in defensive scoring last year for the Blazers, putting up 37 points. He was a 6-rounder, 182nd overall by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the 2019 NHL draft and is currently unsigned. If he is still unsigned by the end of this year, he will become a free agent. So his goal for the year is to impress Tampa Bay management and earn a contract to be playing with the farm team next year in Syracuse. Schmeeman will likely fill in the role as number one defenseman and power play quarterback 
vacated by Max Martin. An all-around great two-way defenseman, Quinn will likely be the Blazers' number one D-man in minutes this year and will be relied on heavily. The team's only import this year, Swiss defenseman, 19-year-old Inaki Barragano, will look to establish himself as a top four defenseman this year. In his first stint in North America, Inaki Barragano put up 16 points in 60 games last season for the Blazers. Appearing in a total of 34 games this season between Lusane of the U-20 Swiss League and the Swiss national team, Anaki has played the most games out of any Blazers player this season. Because of all those games, expect him to have a good start as he should be the most game-ready defenseman on the roster. The last returning defenseman on the roster is 18-year-old Ethan Branwood, who put up 5 points in 35 games last year for the Blazers. Similar to Reese Belton up front, Ethan Branwood often found himself as either scratched or the 7th defenseman, so this year he will be looking to establish himself as an everyday WHL player. Ethan is a good two-way player who I could see putting up more offense if given the opportunity. He's listed at 6'2", 180, so he's on the bigger side. I could see him being a very good partner to the player I'll get to next, Matt Slingren. Next up's the rookies on D, starting with Matt Slingren, who the Blazers took in 2019, first round, 7th overall in the Bantam Draft. Last season with the Burnaby Winter Club Prep, U18, Matt's put up 23 points in 31 games. He also appeared in 4 games for the Kamloops Blazers, putting up 0 points and 2 penalty minutes. Matt's is your typical new age defenseman, modeled after Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, Mio Heiskanen style. He can skate really well, great offensively. He will probably likely start on the bottom 6, but could easily work his way up into the top 4. Should get some power play time, likely on the second unit to start, but will work his way up. He's a big part of the future for the Blazers. This year, Matts went over to try and find somewhere to play in the U.S. He landed with the Chicago Cougars of the USPHL, where he appeared in 10 games, putting up 11 points. He is also the son of former NHLer by the same name, Matt Slingren, who played 387 games between the Oilers, Islanders, and Canucks. Logan Barrows was the Blazers' 2018 second-round pick, 27th overall. Last season, he spent his time with the Saskatoon Contacts U18 AAA, where he captained them. He finished the season with 39 points in 43 games and appeared in two games with the Blazers last season, putting up zero points. Like Matt Lindgren, Logan Barrows is a great skater who will probably compete for second power play unit time along with Lindgren if he needs a night off. He will likely start as a team's seventh defenseman in my opinion but could easily work his way into the top six. Last of the defensemen is 15-year-old Caden Hamill, who was the Blazers' first-round pick last year, 19th overall. Last year, for the West Van Academy U15 team, Hamill put up 41 points in 29 games as a defenseman. He's a great skater with great hands, and he's already 6 feet tall and listed at 181 pounds. Hamill will be with the team in the hub, but likely won't play many games. The WHL made an exception rule for this season where every team was allowed to bring their first-round pick into the bubble if they chose to. For goalies, you could argue Dylan Garand, which is the Blazers' MVP last season. In 42 games, he put up a 2.21 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage, and concluded the year by winning the Scholastic Player of the Year for the WHL and being drafted in the fourth round, 103rd overall, by the New York Rangers. He was also named one of three goalies on Team Canada's World Junior Team this year in Edmonton, joining Connor Zary on that team. He appeared in one game, posting in three goals against average and an 8 say 100 save percentage, but didn't get much time due to the terrific play of Devin Levi. He will likely get the starting role next year. He is the frontrunner for it. After the tournament, he appeared in two games as an 18-year-old for the AHL's Hartford Wolfpack, the New York Rangers farm team 
where in two games he put up a 3.68 goals against average and an 8.39. Not great numbers, but you keep in mind he's only 18. It's pretty impressive even just to play in that league. Backing up Garand this year will be 16-year-old Dylan Ernst, who is the first goalie taken in the 2019 Bantam Draft, second round, 28th overall. He was the backup last year for the Youth Olympic Games, ending up with a bronze medal. Last season, for the Moose Trout Warriors of the U18 AAA, he appeared in 17 games, posting a 235 goals against average and a 920 save percentage. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your 2020-2021 Kamloops Blazers roster. So here are my line predictions for the opening night roster, which we'll see how right or wrong I am Friday night. So first line, I've got Zeri, Santazo, and Pillar on the first line. I think Zeri and Santazo are like a dynamic duo. You don't break them up, and I think Josh Pillar complements that line very nicely. Now second line, I've got Logan Stankoving centering Connor Levis on the left side and Matthew Semenov on the right side. I think Levis is going to be Rookie of the Year. I just the highlights I've seen, the few I've seen, been very impressed. The from the coach's interview a few days ago, he said he looks very mature, which I think will help him being a top six player. I think he'll be a great player this year. And Matthew Semenov, like I said, is my surprise pick for the year, most improved. I liked him at the end of last year a lot, and I think he will rise up and take that top six spot. On the third line, I've got Caden Bankier. And on the left, I've got Fraser Minton. And on his right, Ty Spencer. I think this will be a good like third line. Um, you've got Bankier, who's got some experience between the two rookies on the side. Uh, it'll be a good chance to see if Minton can prove that he's that elite goal scorer that he showed last year. And I like Spencer a lot. I think he can play on the third line very well. And Semenov, even though I like him, his spot isn't for sure. So there can be some movement between the two there. Um, and then I think Spencer could also get some, some power play time too. I think he could be a power play player. But yeah, I just I think that'll be a decent third line. On the fourth line, I've got Reese Belton centering on his left, Dalen Kiefler, and on his right, Vaughn Waterout. I'm really hoping, out of all the lines, I hope I get this one right. I think this would be a great line. This would be your typical grinding line, like stay in the other team's zone and just hit everything. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if you guys know the Vegas Golden Knights fourth line. They've got Ryan Reeves, William Carrier, and Keegan Colasar on that line. And they just they just hit everything. Same with the Islanders fourth line. They're, they've been a pretty well-known line for a few years. But yeah, I think this will be just like, after you get a goal scored on you, you throw this line out there and just, yeah, they'll hit everything. I just, I, I'm excited if they do this because I think it'll be a great energy line. Moving on to the defense, I've got top pair of Quinn Schneeman and Montana Onibuchi. Uh, Schneeman on the left side, Onibuchi on the right side. Um, I think this will be, Schneeman's going to be their number one guy this year. So you got to let him play a top pair. And I think him and Onibuchi make a good partner. Uh, Schneeman can cover for Onibuchi if he gets uh, like caught because he's not, not the fastest skater. I don't want to criticize But yeah, he's not the fastest, so Schneeman's able to get back if needed. Uh, on you, like when he steps up to be a big hit, like Kashiman can be back there. Uh, so I do think that'll be a good pair. On to the second pair, I've got Sean Strange on the left side and Inanki Baragano on the right side. This is what I think will be their shutdown pair. So you got Strange, who's your typical just defensive defenseman. He can put up a few points, but he's mainly known for his defense. And then Baragano on the right side, who's also pretty underrated defensively. He's, he's pretty good. 
and he's fast too, so we can play and get back, play defense. Uh, I'm curious to see Baragano this year. Um, all those extra games, he could have improved a bit. He could be a little better than I think. Um, but yeah, so that'll be the second pair. And last but not least, on the third pair, I've got Matt Lindgren on the left side, and Ethan Bramwood on the right side. I think Bramwood will stay the number three guy all year, but Lindgren, I do think, will move up as the year goes on, if he is what everyone says he is, this offensive guy. I think he will move up, and Strange will end up moving down. But for the time being, since he's 16, first real taste of WHL, it's a good idea to start him on the third pair, get him some better matchups. Uh, you still give him power play time, but... Yeah, start him, start him with some limited minutes to start at least, and then if he earns it, then he moves up. But for the time being, I think Bramwood's big, like I said. He'll be able to help him out if needed. And yeah, I think that'll be a good place for Lindgren to start and a good place for Bramwood to develop as well, playing with Lindgren. And the goalies will be Dylan Grand as your starter, Ethan Ernst as your backup. Grand's going to play a majority of the games, I gotta say. Um, Ernst will probably get in, like, if there's backups, then you put Ernst in, but other than that, it's Garand's crease, um, and then hopefully Ernst is able to get in some games so he can develop, but, yeah, Garand's your starter, you gotta, you gotta play him. And just quickly, that leaves the scratches on forward, McKenzie and Sador, and on defense, uh, Barrows and Hamill. And now just pretty quickly, I want to go over the other four teams in the division, just a quick rundown. Uh, there are key departures in case you were a fan last year and want to know who's still there. And then I'm going to give you two or three players to watch. Just because it's not really... I don't think standings are going to matter. Just because there's really probably not going to be playoffs. So just some players to keep an eye on when you're watching. So starting with the Kelowna Rockets, their big departure is Nolan Foote last year. A first rounder of uh, Tampa Bay, now in New Jersey. Uh, he is a 2000, so he aged out. Uh, he'll be playing for the Binghamton Devils currently. Uh, Matthew Wedman, who was their 20 last year. Uh, Florida draft pick. They acquired him from Seattle to go on their Memorial Cup run. That never happened. And yeah, he's playing for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, Kyle Topping, also a decent player. Same thing, overager. San Jose Sharks pick. Good and all around forward. He's playing for the San Jose Barracuda right now, the AHL. And then a late one. He'll be back next year, but this year, their import, uh, Minnesota, fifth rounder, Pavel Novak. He had some visa issues, just trying to get into Canada, couldn't do it. So he's be staying in Czech Republic, and will be back next year to play for the Rockets. Now, players to watch. Uh, first off, Trevor Wong. He's a uh, He had a pretty bad season last year, by his standards. Uh, but I think that was um, coaching to start. They were coached by Adam Foote and just were awful. And uh, Chris Millette took over at the, at the trade deadline, and they were they were definitely better with him. Same with Wong. So his stats don't look very good from last year, but he is a projected uh, forward late first, early second round NHL prospect. So keep an eye on him. And the other guy to watch on the Rockets is uh, forward, their overager this year, Dylan Hamilluck. He's a 2019 second round pick by the San Jose Sharks. Uh, they got him from Seattle in that same, I think, Matthew Wedman trade last year. And so he'll still be there. Um, he'll be a leader and a top-line player this year. Um, looking to get signed. You think he's, or he is signed, yeah. So he'll be going pro next year. But yeah, this year, be good NHL talent player to watch. Uh, next up's the Prince George Cougars, who I think are going to be fun to watch this year. They're not going to win a lot, but they're going to be fun to watch. They got... Lots of young prospects coming in, but uh, first let's look at the guys they lost. 
Uh, team captain last year, Josh Mazur, aged out. He's 99. Uh, he got signed by the Iowa Wild of the AHL. He's currently playing for the Allen Americans with Zane Franklin in the East Coast League. And then Cole Moberg. Uh, they thought they were going to have him back this year. He was probably going to be their captain. Uh, defenseman drafted by Chicago. Because he's a 2000, he was a late birthday when he got drafted, he is eligible to play in the AHL and by all accounts did pretty well there while on loan. So they ended up just giving him, I believe he got signed, and he's yeah playing there for the year now. So players to watch on the Cougars. Uh, starting goal, Taylor Goche. Super interesting guy. Um, two years in a row now, he's been passed over in the NHL draft, and... If you watch his interviews, uh, prob- don't think he's very happy about it. Um, yeah, he's a super motivated guy, interesting personality. He was actually the third goalie for the World Juniors, so I'm hoping that'll generate some buzz for him and he'll be able to land pro next year. Next up for Prince George is the rookies. This guy I'm super excited about. Cohen Zimmerman, an 0-4, 2019 round one, fourth overall pick. The guy's 16 years old. He's six foot. 201 pounds. I thought that was a typo when I looked at it, uh, but watch his uh, minute 30 like highlights clip. The guy is a power forward who can skate. Uh, he played two games last year, didn't have any points. He had 26 points in 26 games with the St. Albert Raiders U18. He had nine points in three games this year. He's he's ready to go. This guy looks good. Kilwin Zimmerman, look out for him. Uh, next up is Keaton Doheniak, uh, round one, third overall pick. In that draft, same thing. Big guy, six foot, 154 though, so we can fill out a bit. Offensive D-man, as an underager in the in midget last year, he put up 22 points in 25 games for uh, OHA Edmonton. He also put up two points in eight games with PG last year, so we actually had a bit of success as a 15-year-old last year. So we'll see how he does this year. Um, yeah, they got him on the back, and then they got also Riley Height, round one second overall pick this year i don't know how much he's gonna play as a 15 year old but we'll, we'll see uh he was the second pick behind Connor bedard so it might be like jack eichel syndrome like Connor mcdavid's pick number one in the nhl and then jack eichel's pick number two but jack eichel would have went number one in pretty much any other draft so that might be that kind of thing where they're he's still going to be like an elite player he had 37 points in 44 games for the Saskatoon Contacts of the U18 last year as a 15-year-old, so that's pretty good. So Prince George, they've got some players on the rise. Next up in the division, we've got the Vancouver Giants. Uh, let's have a look at their key departures. Obviously, fourth overall pick, Bowen Byram, jumped to the NHL this year and has done amazing there. He just fits right in with that Colorado defense with Kale McCarr and Sam Girard. He's... NHL ready, and he's awesome. Uh, David Tendek, their goalie last year, starting goalie. They still have um, they still have Trent Miner, but losing David Tendek will be a loss for them. He's currently playing for the Rapid City Rush of the East Coast Hockey League after signing his contract with Arizona. And then longtime import player Milos Roman aged out last year. He went back home to the Czech Republic, playing for HC Olari Trinic. And there are players to watch. First off, Justin Sortiv, uh, center, third-round pick by the Florida Panthers last year. He had 54 points in 57 games last year. I think he would he'd be over a point a game this year, I'd expect. He's a great shot, shifty forward, really cut through the D. Uh, yeah, he's a great player. Uh, Tristan Nielsen is their overage forward this year. 
65 points in 61 games and just lit up the Blazers every time they played him. Uh, you might also remember he's the guy who took out Dylan Grand. Not on purpose, but gotta bring that in there. Playing for a pro contract this year, he's undrafted, so expect him to be super motivated. And then their captain, uh, steady, steady stay-at-home defenseman Alex Canock-Liepert. Very good shutdown defenseman, team captain. He's a Washington sixth-round pick, currently unsigned. So he's playing to impress as well. Same thing, trying to get a contract or other pro deal. 22 points in 60 games last year. Last team on the list, the Victoria Royals. Let's have a look at their key departures. First off, team captain, import player from Denmark, uh, Philip Schultz. He's now playing for the Rodover Mighty Bulls back home in Denmark. So Kate Oliver, too, was a 2000 player, so overager this year. I guess they didn't have room for him, so they traded him to him to Edmonton and he's put up 10 points in six games there so far as of recording so the Royals are over, always the underdog team you never know what to expect from them they always last year no one knew what to expect and they were one of the best teams in the division so don't ever underestimate the Royals they're very well run and they've got Anaheim Ducks first rounder Braden Tracy as their star good player to watch I'm a fan of the way he plays once they they acquired him last year from Moose Jaw and a big trade of the deadline in 52 games between Moose Jaw and Victoria, he put up 61 points. So, yeah, over a point a game player. Elite puck skills, super fun to watch. Definitely tune into him. So lastly, I'm just going to do a quick rundown of the standings, even though they don't matter. Just fun. Let's uh look at the standings. I think my predictions, I got Kamloops first, slightly biased, but they lost, so they lost Franklin and um, Martin last year, but I believe they'll be able to replace them adequately uh vancouver losing byram obviously is a huge loss You're not gonna be able to replace that uh but up front i still like nielsen still like sort of their offense is still very good victoria is like the wild card team uh but i think they could either be first or they could be fourth i don't know i'm putting them at third just because never i don't know what to expect from them a ton Kelowna, i just don't like their roster makeup um they underperformed a lot last year, and I don't didn't see them bringing in anything that, unless they have had some rookies that just come out of nowhere, which is possible. But I do have them fourth, and also they loaded up last year for the Memorial Cup run that never happened. And so, and then PG, I've got them at fifth. I do think this is the last year they will be last in the division. Uh, next year will be a good year for them. Uh, their young guys will get their feet wet this year. And then next year they'll come back nice and like really strong. Uh, Goche will probably still be around unless he gets drafted, which I hope so, but I'm not sure. So you'll have him still likely. And then Tyler Brennan, their backup's a really good prospect coming up too. So yeah, PG in fifth, but for all you Cougars fans, not for long. This will be the year, and then next year they should be better. All right, that's the show. I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, John Keen at Radio NL. He's the Blazers play-by-play guy. His Twitter's been a big resource for me in putting this show together. Uh, lots of info on there. Uh, yeah, well, he's he's got this, the scoop on all, everything Blazers, so I want to give him a shout-out and an invitation if you'd like to come on here. I'd love to have you on and talk to you. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, season starts on Friday. So, and there's another game Saturday, so uh, episode will be out Sunday, breaking down both those games. Uh, for the back-to-back games, we're going to do 
kind of let those go just because not everyone's going to have a chance to listen to them before the next game happens. So if there's back-to-back games, the episode will come out after the back-to-backs. So you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FireOnIcePod. Uh, get updates on new show recordings, all that. I'll tweet out a little bit. Um, also, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple, uh, it helps if you leave a five-star review and a rating. That helps immensely get the show some more exposure. So if you can take the time to do that, be greatly appreciated. And be sure to subscribe. Thanks. We will see you Sunday. Let's go Blazers.